her Shem abducts Dina and uh, rapes her and Shimon and Levi go and they um, tell the people of the city that they can only um, agree to this uh, this marriage of Shechem and Dina if they agree to circumcise themselves. The Jewish people are circumcised. Unless they get circumcised, they cannot accept them as a, they cannot accept Shechem as a suitor for Dina. So the people of Shechem are called by the uh, mayor or the governor of Shechem and tells them these people are amazing people only to do is be circumcised and then be able to uh, have commerce with them and marry into them and this is just a great opportunity here everyone in the city agrees to be circumcised and Shimon and Levi on the third day after the circumcision when the person is the weakest they go and they attack the entire city of Shechem and they kill everybody and uh, they rescue Dina Torah says that um, Yaakov criticized his children for doing this and uh, he said that you're you're going to cause us to look bad in the eyes of all the people around us all the nations around and they're going to destroy us <clears throat> that's what Yaakov says so Shimon and Levi and Yaakov's children they respond should we treat our sister like a zona should we treat our sister like a harlot look what, look what this person has done to our sister and Yaakov doesn't respond so Yaakov later on in Parshas Vayichi, when Yaakov is blessing all of his children, to Shimon and Levi, Yaakov doesn't give a blessing, Yaakov gives criticism. He levels heavy criticism at them and he says, With your anger, you have killed a man. Who is the man Yaakov is referring to? He's referring to the entire city. The entire city of Shechem is called a man. And uh, Yaakov is, says, that You've done this with your anger. He says, um, Weapons of corruption are your, are your, are, are your, are your, um, are, are things that you are used to. You use, you use weapons of murder and corruption. Yaakov, that's Yaakov's criticism at his children. So it seems like it was not a good thing in the eyes of Yaakov, what, what, had, what had happened. And on the other hand, in, in the Talmud in Masech Nazir, when it talks about the age of Bar Mitzvah, how old do you become Bar Mitzvah? What age? The Talmud says that a person becomes Bar Mitzvah at the age of 13. And Rashi says, how do we know the age of 13 you become Bar Mitzvah? We know this because Shimon and Levi are called by the Torah a man, Levi was 13 years old when he participated in the attack on Shechem. It says in the Torah, but each person took his sword. And so the Torah calls Levi a man and he's only 13 years old. So we see from here, that a 13-year-old person is called a man. That's how Rashi explains this. And Rashi um, is quoted in the Perkyovis, uh, in Ethics of Our Fathers, where it talks about the various ages of, uh, of a person and what each age means. And when it says that at 13 years old, you're obligated to keep mitzvahs, the commentaries of Bartanura and others, they say, how do we know at 13 years old you're obligated to keep mitzvahs? Because of... Um, because of what um, Rashi says, because Shimon and Levi, Levi was 13 years old, and the Torah calls Levi a man. He's still called a man. So the question is, if this was a negative story, this was, if this wasn't something good, if there's something that Yaakov was critical of, so then why is this the source for 
us learning about what age a child is supposed to perform misses. We're trying to learn something positive over here. We're trying to learn at what age are you obligated to keep the 630 commandments. And what do we use to, as a source, as a proof for this uh, concept? We use the, the seemingly horrific, dastardly action scenes of Shimon and Levi, and that's used as a source for how every Jewish boy is supposed to keep every mitzvah. Why use something that's so negative for something so positive? Especially because Arizal says it's not just about mitzvahs. The reason why a child becomes obligated to keep mitzvahs when he turns 13 is because something changes inside of him. What changes inside of him? At 13, he fully receives his soul. The soul begins to come into a child at the bris, at the circumcision, and the, and the soul fully comes into you at the age of our mitzvah. So 13 years old isn't just the age when you're obligated in keeping mitzvahs. 13 years old is when you are in full possession of your neshama, of your soul. So what's the source in the Torah about full possession of your godly soul, your soul's entered? The example that's given, the, the source in the Torah, is something that was so negative. Levi and Shimon attacking the city of Shechem, which was not according to what Yaakov wanted them to do. So the question is, how, how come this is used as a source, something so negative or something so positive? You can't say that this is just, you know, just the Torah you has, needs a source, we take any source. Everything in Torah is very precise. So if this is the source, that means this is something which is, this is the, the spiritual source of our mitzvah. Our mitzvah emanates from this verse. This verse is the verse of our mitzvah. So what does this verse have to do with our mitzvah? This verse seems to be the opposite of what being bar mitzvah is about. It's about people don't make, make a mistake. There are other places, this also does this as well. It says that, for example, the Gemara is discussing the laws of hidden mitzvah. How do we know that you have to beautify a mitzvah? The Gemara says the source in the Torah for beautifying mitzvahs, you know what it is? It says that when you, when you, when you shecht an animal, you have to cover the blood with your hands. If they take earth, and use the earth to cover the blood. Why can't you use your foot? The blood's on the floor. Just kick some earth on top of the blood. So Gemara says you can't because you, that's it's desecrating a mitzvah. It's, it's not called honor to the mitzvah. So the Gemara goes through many other options, and, this, and the conclusion of the Gemara is Avun Chuludam. The source of the entire Torah for honoring mitzvahs is the law of covering blood. So Chassidus says the fact that that's used as a source for all mitzvahs, that's because there's something about that mitzvah which has to do with why we need to honor mitzvahs. What makes a person honor a mitzvah? You could honor a mitzvah because you force yourself to honor a mitzvah, but what's, that's not really honoring a mitzvah. If you're just, if you, in order to make something beautiful, you have to have energy, you have to be excited about what you're doing. You can't do something beautiful without being excited. What makes you excited uh, to do a mitzvah is what also propels you to do a mitzvah beautiful. So that's why uh, the Gemara learns out the honor for mitzvahs from the law of covering blood because it, it, it's also indicating that blood, that energy, the vitality, that excitement, oh, bah, 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 bah. Good morning, happy birthday. Today is, today is Sharam's birthday. Sharam, God shall give you your blessings in cash. All your heart desires for good. Chassidim say that today is the birthday of a chassid. In the calendar of the Jewish people, what day is a chassid born? On the 10th of Kislev. That's what it says. I'm not making it up. It's in the script. Because today is the redemption of the Mitla Rebbe. 
and the damage of the Mitzvah Rebbe is something which is Mitzvah Shem. We'll uh, see how it's tied into what we're learning today, Mitzvah Shem. But let's keep on going. So we're discussing Shimon and Levi's attack on Shem. Was it right or was it not right? So the truth is, there's something about what they did that was absolutely correct. There's an argument. Just to, just to finish what you were saying oh. about covering the blood. Yeah. So 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 the source in Torah for honoring mitzvahs is from the Torah's instruction to us that we have to um, cover blood with our hands. The fact the Torah tells us we have to honor the mitzvah there indicates that in the rest of the Torah also we have to um, honor mitzvahs. We can't do mitzvahs uh, just, you know, haphazardly without concentration. We do it with a full heart and do it beautifully. So the Rebbe says that the, the source in Torah for honoring the mitzvah is also the... Um, the uh, the energy for doing that exact precept. What makes you want to do a mitzvah beautifully is your blood, is your excitement in the mitzvah. In fact, you feel excited about something, that makes you do the mitzvah beautifully. It makes you want to honor a mitzvah is the blood. Why do you want to get the best estrogen, the best film? It's because you feel like, wow, this is an amazing thing, I want to do this the best. So it's the blood that makes you want to do a mitzvah. So, so too in regards to Shimon and Levi, if the Torah tells us that bar mitzvah comes from Shimon and Levi's actions, there must be something about their actions that tells us what a child at the age of 13 needs to know to be bar mitzvah. There must be something very fundamental that all of us need to know from the fact that the, the, the age of bar mitzvah is, 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 is derived from Shimon and Levi's attack on Shechem. So let's first understand more about their attack. So there's an argument between Maimonides and Nachmanides about why their attack was not considered murder. They both agree it was not considered murder. Maimonides says that the people, the inhabitants of Shechem, were deserving the death penalty. Why? Because they, the, the Torah says that Noahides, before the Torah was given, and even after the Torah was given, all nations of the world are obligated to keep the seven laws of Noah. And one of the seven laws of Noah is to have a system of justice and fairness. So if their sister is being um, abused and abducted, the inhabitants of the city are obligated to have a court to judge, to judge, um, to judge them for their theft, to judge Shechem for his theft. And they didn't. So the Maimonides says they, if the Noahides are not keeping their laws, they are liable to death penalty. So Shimon and Levi were correct in killing them. That's what Maimonides says. Nachmanides says, that Shimon and Levi knew that there were other deeds that they did before, that because of the deeds they did before, they were liable to death penalty. So, what they did was, it seems to be a, a, a good thing. And not only was it a good thing, but it says in the Torah that Shimon and Levi, when they came to the city, they came to the city Betach. They came to the city, they were sure they're going to be successful. Why were they so sure they're going to be successful? So Rashi says two explanations. One explanation is everyone had just had it more circumcised. They were in pain. So it was going to be easy. It's going to be easy to take care of the city. They're all, they're all, they're all in such pain. It would be easy to, to kill everybody. And then Rashi gives a second explanation. The second explanation is they were sure in the merit of their father Yaakov, the merit of his merit, in his merit, they were sure they're going to be successful. Why is this second explanation necessary because even if you say that they were um, they were in pain it's, you still can't be so sure you're going to kill a whole city of people so what made them sure what made them positive that they'll be successful was because of the divine assistance they're going to have you find also in Yaakov's criticism 
of Shimon and Levi, he also speaks about the divine assistance that they had. He says, with their anger, Yaakov says, they killed a person. Why does it say they killed one person? So Rashi says that all of the inhabitants of Shechem to them were like one person. It was as easy for them to kill everybody by killing one person. So Yaakov is trying to criticize them. He's trying to say they, they, they were murderers. And so why in the middle of criticizing them is he talking about their, their, um, how easy it was for them? Why is that necessary? You, you might want to say that, oh, Yaakov was saying you guys are so strong and so angry that you guys killed the whole city with your anger. And, but it's, it's not possible to say that because no matter how strong you are, a hundred people is harder than one person. A thousand people is harder than a hundred. A million people. You, you have to, there's a limit to their strength. So compared to a million, a hundred is significant. A hundred is, is, is closer to a million than one. 199 uh, points more closer to a million than one is. So if they're human beings and they're going with human strength, so then you can't say that everyone's like one person. You can't say that all the people in the city are equal equal to one. They're not equal. Thousands of people in the city are for sure more than one. So if it was just because of their human strength, Shimon and Levi, Yaakov wouldn't say that they're considered like one person. Why they're like one person? They're like one person, Yaakov was saying, because of the divine assistance, because God helped them. Because God helped them because there was miraculous divine assistance in their attack of, of the people of Shechem. That's why um, they're like one person. Compared to infinity, so ten, a hundred and a thousand are, and a million are all equal. A million, how far is a million from infinity? It's infinite. How far is one from infinity? Infinite. They're equally away, they're equally distant from infinity. So because of the divine assistance that Shimon and Levi received, that's why they're like one person. Okay, so that what Yaakov says makes sense, but not in the context of what he was saying. Yaakov is criticizing them. He's saying, you guys shouldn't have done this. And while he's criticizing them, he says to them, they're all considered to you like one person. Why in the middle of his criticism is he, is he, is he speaking to them about uh, how great their, God's assistance was for them? He's trying to say they shouldn't have done it. Why is he, why is he criticizing them? So... What was Yaakov's issue? If, if according to Maimonides and Achmanides they were deserving the death penalty, what was his issue with what they did? So right after they killed them, Yaakov says, I'm, you're going to cause us to get killed. But later, in, um, in, in, in Vayechi, he says the problem he has with this is, is that they didn't act of murder. Why is it an act of murder? If they were liable to death penalty, it's not an act of murder. The answer is, Yaakov is saying, it may be they're liable to death penalty, but why did you kill them in the way that you did? You killed them in a certain specific way. You killed them with trickery. By killing them with trickery, you caused there to be a chil Hashem. You caused there to be a desecration of God's name. The Torah says that desecrating God's name is considered one of the worst sins. It says that, that uh, only death can be an a atonement for, um, for desecrating God's name. They have actually an interesting interpretation of this and says that it's possible to have a rectification and a purification even from that sin while you're alive. But, but, but it's, a, it's a huge thing to desecrate God's name. Yaakov's problem wasn't that they, that they killed them. Yaakov's problem was the way they killed them. You, what, what should they have done? Yaakov said, you know what you should have done? You should have made a best. You should have made a court. What, what, if we were the kings of this, this country and these people did this in our country, what would we have done? We've had a, the Jewish court judge them and see what the what the what the um, 
consequences should be for their actions. So why don't you do that? Why don't you, Malibu, why don't you guys go and make a court and decide what has to happen to them? Why didn't they? They didn't they? Because how are they supposed to kill a whole city? It's impossible. So Yaakov says, what do you mean how are you supposed to kill a whole, whole city? They're like nothing. They're, it, 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 there is no difference between one person and a thousand people and a million people because of the divine assistance that Hashem gave you. So you should have consulted me. First of all, Yaakov said you should have consulted me. Why didn't you consult me? If you would have consulted me, I would have told you that uh, that we should make a court. And if you can't make a court, if there's no way to, to do this naturally, I mean, we find elsewhere in the Torah, the Torah says about Yehoshua, uh, that there were people called the Givonim who were lived a few miles away from Yerushalayim. And they knew the Torah says that all the Gentiles living in the land are going to be killed. And so they pretended to be people from a far-off country. We were from a far-off country. They dressed, with, with, they dressed differently and they came to Yeshua. They said, please accept us, make a peace treaty with us. So although they tricked the Jewish people, but because they made, they made a peace treaty with them, they honored the peace treaty and the Gevonim were accepted by Yeshua. Why? In order not to desecrate God's name. So it's a huge thing not to desecrate God's name. So Yaakov said, you, 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 the way you killed them looks like you're murderers. You told them to circumcise them, themselves and then you attacked them. It wasn't the fact that you killed him was a problem. The problem was he desecrated God's name. You should have consulted him. So why is it that Shimon Levi made the mistake? So the answer is, he says, because they came, they were so angry, rightfully, they made a mistake. When person is angry, they make mistakes. They should have consulted Yaakov. But certainly, the Torah is telling us the right response to when a Jew is, is abducted. The right response is the response of Shimon and Levi. As they told Yaakov, Yaakov said, Will we Yaakov said, what's going to happen to us? Their response was, Should we treat our sister like a harlot? When a Jew is abducted, you cannot stand by. So Shimon and Levi exhibited this divine strength in their actions against um, this people of Shechem, and Hashem assisted them. So this then is the message that Hashem wants to tell a Jewish boy when he comes to bar mitzvah, when a Jewish boy is now obligated to keep all these mitzvahs all of a sudden, he wasn't obligated before. So it says that we say every day in Shema, do not be lured after your heart and after your eyes that you lost after them. The Yitzhar, the evil inclination, tries to seduce us to do all kinds of things that are wrong. So. The Torah teaches us from Shimon and Levi that when the Yitzhahara tries to lure you away from doing the right thing, you have to know that you possess infinite strength to be able to do the right thing. Hashem empowers you at the age of our mitzvah, from the age of our mitzvah and on, that you are able to totally withstand all temptation. And as a previous shepherd told someone in a private audience, he said to him, say no once. Say no once. Like, what are they saying in the... In the uh, Say no, then just go, right? Say no and go. It's, 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 there's a, a divine assistance Hashem gives us when the Yitzhahar, the Evangelation, tries to seduce you, tries to lure you away, like the Zona, like the harlot. So, they, so just like Shimon and Lay protected Nina, and Hashem tells us that they were, at that age, they were bar mitzvah, and they were able to do something that, against insurmountable odds, they were to easily be victorious. So too, Hashem tells us that we're, as long as we decide that we do the right thing, Hashem gives us, it, it becomes easy. Once you make that decision, you're able, Hashem empowers you to 
to to be to be successful and be successful in a way that it's not there's no anxiety there's no strain I don't want to use the word easy because it's you are exerting yourself but there's no there's no there's no strain there's no anxiety the cycle what God wants you to do and you're and Hashem empowers you that just like Shimon and Levi killed the whole city it was like killing one person it was it, it was it was negligible the 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 the, the opposition is negligible once you decide you will do what Hashem wants you to do negligible, which is very relevant to today, the 10th of Kislev. 10th of Kislev is called Day of Redemption, Day of Freedom. Day Hashem empowers us to reveal who we are and what we are. What if Sh- Sh- Shimon and Lady made the decision, we're going to go in the power of Yaakov, and all of a sudden, the whole city to them is like nothing. So in a similar way, a Jew today, Hashem empowers us to be who we meant to be, to reveal our inner self, to go with the full strength, and say, this, this is the way it's going to be, and, and that's it. Ain Molnay, once no. How does this uh compare to, uh, to uh, Pinchas, who acted in a similar way, no? Yes, very similar story. Very similar story. And he was also accused of doing this for selfish motives, like right, like, right, like, right. like like uh, Yaakov yeah. Kishim and Levi. Yeah. Shkayach, shkayach, shkayach. Very similar. Very similar. And it was also his own initiative that he took. Right, right. right. Yeah, very similar. But don't try this at home. You should ask Yaakov. <laughs> but they didn't ask Yaakov. They, they, I didn't go through the whole talk of it. Never goes through different options about how a Jew can. I mean, it makes sense that they did, that, that they were so upset, right? Because look what happened. So there was something in them that was, you know, it's not it's not so simple to say, oh, go ask for advice. They, they were they were they were yeah, and they were rightfully incensed. So, um, but, uh, but the bottom line is for us is that Hashem is telling us, you know, what mitzvah means the mitzvah means. That you have superpowers. You see, you have superpowers. Nothing that, nothing that can stop you. Yes, sir. Uh, this week, uh, I uh, when Yaakov 